Hello and welcome to another episode of 10x Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host Veda Patil and today we are in conversation with Sanjeev Goyal who chaired the IIT 2020 conference. A few interesting insights from the upcoming podcast here. Whatever, right? In our life. And each choice gives us an experience. Yes. The experience can be good or bad, but that meaning is given by us. Right. If we change the meaning, our life becomes phenomenal. Like, you know, to me, it's like the, you know, I call it like my simple formula of building companies. It's like a large market, really good product, world-class selling, take care of your customers and create a very strong culture where employees are engaged. So it sounds simple, but you know, if you keep these basics right, you know, it's, that's, uh, that's, that to me is a success factor for, for any startup. The thing is, we can all make perfect decisions with perfect information. You don't need me. You don't need you. If we have perfect information, you make a perfect decision. The, the, the opportunity and challenge for all of us is to make a perfect, make, make a good decision with incomplete information and have a point of view because you know, true leadership is if you're lost in the, the forest and you have a leader, he says, guys, I have no idea what we're gonna do. You just destroyed the confidence of all the people who thought you were the leader. Well, the future has always been now. <laughs> you know, if, if people keep saying, when is a good time to start a new venture? It's always a good time to start a new venture. And, and, and I think it's just a question of when are you ready for it, you know? Part one with Sanjeev Goyal, he covered curiosity, tenacity, and collaboration as essential traits of successful IITians. We heard from speakers like Vivek Murthy from the COVID task force of uh, Biden government, uh, Prime Minister Modi, Bina Amanath from Deloitte AI Institute, Mohit Aaron of Cohesity, and uh, from inspiring speakers like Bob Berg, who talked about the attitude go-giver, and Chester Santos on memory management techniques. Sanjeev is a veteran from Silicon Valley, currently based in Las Vegas. He's not only a venture capitalist, but also supported a lot of ventures. Now he has uh, his own cross-border startup as well. But uh, he is currently mentor and fostering innovation at multiple levels. So what's new uh, in Silicon Valley? What's new brewing up there, you know, based on the Pan IIT discussions? What do you think is happening there, which the other world is not seeing? So uh, let me add two more things uh, to that. One is, uh, you may have missed uh, address uh, by Dr. Vivek Murthy, who is in Joe Biden's uh, group. I mean, he is uh, one of the advisor and key person. Uh, mm-hmm. Biden has picked for COVID task force. And uh, Dr. Harsh from India, who is leading India's COVID-19 charter under PM Modi. So we had both of them as a speaker. And we even had Mayo Clinic CEO yes. talk about the COVID. Yes. So there are two things we are talking here. Mm-hmm. One is we are talking about current problem at hand, mm-hmm. which uh, we are uh, working really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, globally, we are solving it. Uh, a lot of people are getting vaccinated. So, which is, uh, you know, again, there are mistakes being made, but people are pretty good and then things are happening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing what's happening in Silicon Valley or globally, I will say in the tech world is, how do we ensure if something like this happen yes. in future? Yes. Number one is, can we get early warning sign? Yes. Number mm-hmm. two is, 
we stimulate and collect enough data that mm -hmm. we can so we can solve these problems at a faster pace and number 3 which is a big one in my opinion which mm -hmm. i will take it as a winning mm -hmm. is how do we use this research capability and this rna based treatment mm -hmm. and start applying it to different problems mm -hmm. i know we can't cure cancer with rna because it's a very different kind of uh, yes. disease yes. because it's the growth of uh, cells in our body mm -hmm. uh, but there are so many other problems you can still so, That's, so that's what is happening uh, in Silicon Valley is collecting data, understanding data, finding patterns using AI, and uh, what other cures possible. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think uh, the genetic technologies and uh, the uh, um, I think research on microbes has advanced. We have moved from the visible spectrum to the invisible spectrum here, and technology is enabling that. So I I know there were a lot of main tracks here uh, which were covered, but uh, I was also also interested in how you created a sensation before by hosting a lot of webinars which led to Pan IIT, and then I was listening to so many of them. You delved into a lot of detail on in education sector, in uh, agriculture and food sector, in IoT sector. So you know uh, if you look at that uh, pre uh, pre Pan IIT phase. uh did you find some interesting trends when you spoke to the webinar host anything that you can pull off the top of your head either in education or food or non profit uh these are sectors which are very soft they're not exactly like technology but they are important for us as humans is there something you you know uh, which comes to the top of your mind so many lessons i have learned in the process uh for me personally it was a it is a very satisfying journey I have learned so much uh, I can't even tell you. It's mm. very hard to explain and I thank uh, Pan IIT team to give me an opportunity mm -hmm. uh, to chair this conference which is a huge privilege for me personally. Mm -hmm. I represented half a million IITians globally yes. which is yes. <laughs> a big deal. Uh we are talking about the elitist of the elite today. I mean yes. we are uh, in a very very powerful positions and yes. that did so i represented all of them big thing i learned from everyone that uh, everybody is ready to help everybody is ready to contribute mm. the challenge is how do we collaborate yes and exactly. solve these problem yes uh, because almost everyone unequivocally said that we need a better platform Mm. a better platform where we all can collaborate mm. where we can collaborate with governments we can collaborate with the private parties including right. large to large tech companies right and among ourselves and really get ahead of such issues happening in future now right. and the big thing came out of it is for me is we really need to look at even the different governance structures mm. because the current governance structure doesn't support the kind of innovation needed for the future yes it's pretty slow not just slow it's very rigid we are not it's very because these systems and processes are in place for more than 100 years right right so mm. so for example how do we convince people like elon musk to come and run for president of america I'm not saying that he should run. I 
I'm not supporting that. But we That's really need mm-hmm. we need people like him to come. We people we need people like Peter Thiel. We need people who are doing phenomenal work. But if we bring these people as an advisor, mm-hmm. that doesn't create environment. to build better policies so for example i talked to tom kalil who was a uh, chief innovation advisor to clinton as well as uh, obama and i'm pretty sure he will be very engaged in uh, joe biden uh, team challenges mm-hmm. we need silicon valley technopreneurs people who understand tech and business to play an active role right and require completely uh redefining how we govern countries cities counties and all of that right and second thing is we really need a better platform where we all can collaborate today there is nothing like that which existed only in the covid we start building it where every single party really got engaged and created this process and system right to deliver the vaccine yes such an amazing thought such a beautiful thought because nobody talks about governance you know we are all uh, in at the grassroots level you're talking about technology this is such a unifying uh, force governance brings everything together and about the platform i think somebody should take it up uh, so, uh, you know who any of the startup founders who are listening to this it seems like an innovation platform but it could also be a communication platform because facebook and twitter they're all communication platforms but it's enabling uh, collaboration uh, on that note i think we are at the end of our podcast or uh, is there any parting thought uh, uh, apart from all these amazing heavyweight life changing uh, uh, concepts you delivered like you know in a rapid fire in half an hour anything else you want to tell the audience as as we close the podcast so with the i can uh, say that uh, you know as you grow older i think you become you think you are smarter so <laughs> i is to simplify my life and anything happen in my life i summarize with three words choice experience meaning it is or it can be perceived choice as simple as uh, picking a vanilla chocolate vanilla ice cream or a chocolate ice cream or whatever right in our life and each choice gives us an experience yes that experience can be good or bad but that meaning is given by us right if we change the meaning our life become phenomenal fantastic so i become a fan of change the meaning wow anything happen in my life anything happen in our life just change the meaning and the minute you change the meaning world is phenomenal that's full of opportunities uh maybe some other day we talk more about my journey we all have gone through ups and downs whether we talk about unicorn founders to chief ministers to prime ministers to even average joe we all have our own journey yeah and some are where they are some couldn't get there it doesn't matter right as so- long as we live life the fullest amazing which is what you're doing right now whenever i see your photographs on the hike or whether i'm seeing you hosting this pan it conference i feel wow there's sanjeev he's living his life you know i want to live yes. my life exactly like that <laughs> so on that note audience uh, three takeaways uh, for you as we close the podcast choice 
experience and meaning to so that thank you sanjeev for coming on the podcast and uh, we hope to see more of you and gain more wisdom from your end thank you so much for coming today a few upcoming insights from jyoti bansal of the app dynamics fame currently uh, founder of unusual ventures and harness ai number one thing to do in when you're graduating in computer science to was to come to us and do a masters degree and then work in the american industry or number 2 was to go for an mba and you will apply for you know uh, you you try to go to iims etc number 3 was uh, you will try for is uh, working in startups wasn't really a, like straight out of college wasn't really a thing at that time and to me it's like i wanted to work in startups look at startups you know maybe start a company and at that time the startup ecosystem in india wasn't very good so as the silicon valley is the place to go that's where you hear all the startup uh, magic startup activity that's all of these companies get getting created so i need to go to silicon valley and and do this right so i started applying for jobs in silicon valley startups and eventually i found one and so i i pretty much came out of uh, straight out of college to silicon valley to work in startups startups here and uh, my my idea was i'll come here work a bit see you know how how things go and uh, in a year or two i can probably uh, work on some ideas that i'm excited about and do what i want to want to do being being an entrepreneur but when i came here i realized that's not how it works if you are on h1b visa you cannot start a company and that was kind of like a surprise and to me it's like a ridiculous thing that you cannot like you know if you are going to start a company and create jobs why would any any country should stop you in any way right so but that was the case The second thing that surprised me that it it's, it's okay you have to get a green card but that takes quite a long time if you are from India it could take like six seven eight years right so that's yes that's that's I had to go through that you know a lot of uh, you know a lot of people in our uh, sort of the Indian immigrant community who who came to the US uh, you know uh, had to go through those kind of you know as I was going through it uh, for about seven eight years you know but you learn a lot in actually in failed startups more than successful startups many times so you go through like you see what what's uh, what works what doesn't work what are what are like you know good things about startups what are bad things you know what mistakes people make so you you know i did that and uh, once i was i was from my immigration perspective uh, could start my you know uh, start a company i was itching with that like you know multiple problems that i wanted to solve right so and you know to me a lot of the problems as i was working as software engineer in these all these startups what to do with how do we make software engineering better and i i always look at you know the, we have about 20 25 million software engineers in the world and they are almost driving everything forward in many ways like you know in almost every industry vertical we you know we talk about digital transformation and all sort of things that are happening the innovation is happening through coding and programming and software and that's the the underlying uh, aspect of every new technology uh, in many ways so i always look at how can we make it easier for software engineers to innovate even faster and uh, so that was the genesis of app dynamics you know to me one of the big problems that i was facing was that things go wrong in software all the time like you know glitches happen and slow downs happen and software engineers struggle to figure out what happened and how to fix it so that was what app dynamics was about like can we build some tools and and, and, and a really good product that allows engineers to figure out like the basics the keeping the lot of people complex things too much you know to me you know and and i learned a few of some of business like you know my uh, when i you know growing up in uh, in before iit in in rajasthan my my dad had a like sort of a small mom and pop business kind of thing right uh, but you learn the basics of the business and to me the basics of the business that i learned there is i try to apply to every, almost every startup and which is you know which is that you have to have a good addressable market that the problem you are solving people have to care about that's that's really one 
second is uh, you know you have to build some of the best products in there like you know it's much easier to build a successful company if you have among the best products you know uh, if there are 15 solutions you are among the top 3 then it's much much easier to do things uh, third is like you have to learn selling you know many times you can build great products and great technology but if you're not selling it and not getting in hands of your your users and consumers in an effective way uh, you're not going to get the full potential and that's where like a lot of folks like us who come from engineering backgrounds from iit this we struggle with initially right because we you know especially growing up in india sales is not considered a, a good thing like you know it's like it's it's not respected much but the reality is like you know you 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 can build the best technology but if you don't combine or with it with like great sales it's you're not going to get to the full potential so to me it's like get you have to get a world class sales force and selling uh, machinery going the fourth part is really taking care of customers because everything is so viral these days and so you know connected that like you know if your customers are are taken care of and passionate about your solutions things will grow from there like so so you have so you know that's a, that's really the fourth thing the fifth is creating a very strong culture in the company where like people are passionate about it people are like your employees are the feel part of the team it's open it's collaborative it's uh, you know high energy high morale right so that's what i look at like you know to me is like the you know i call it like my simple formula of building companies is like a large market really good product world class selling take care of your customers and create a very strong culture where the employees are engaged so it sounds simple but you know if you keep these basics right you know it's that's uh, that's that to me is a success factor for for any startup um, if 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 you are in in the audience an engineer with some idea of solving some problem right now is the best time and that would be my number one advice to anyone there's no time better than right now because you, you if it's uh, uh you can focus on something you know the you can hire people anywhere you know uh and the world is hungry to solve more and more problems so yeah don't wait you know it's a good it's a great time there's uh, if you look at the the capital ecosystem venture capital to stock market to everything they are thriving in through all of this primarily because people can see how you know shift of you know from certain parts of businesses and economy to certain parts of business and economy are happening and as as engineers who are looking to start startups and uh, and you know and uh, solve problems this is a great time next up we have ceo and chairman of palo alto networks nikesh arora and he talks about leadership during the pandemic and flexible work culture we encourage people uh, who have an opportunity to go look at our website our, our website we introduce a program called flex work so we took leadership very early and we identified some principles on how Uh, we create the notion of flexible work. Then I called uh, Doug Merritt from Splum, Kerry Kwan from Zoom. I know he was a keynoter, and uh, Dara from Uber, and Aaron Levy from Box. And five of us got together, and we all adopted the same set of principles. We call it flex work. And delighted, thirty other companies have just joined our consortium to redefine the way we work. Now, what became very interesting, we actually had a neuro a neuroscientist visit us. We talked to him and said, "You know, what do you think? What is the impact of this?" It was fascinating. He didn't talk about technology. He didn't talk about connectivity. He didn't talk about Zoom and collaboration. He said, "You know what? In times of uncertainty, people develop anxiety." He said, "Imagine that you felt there was an imminent threat to your family." He said, "You don't know what it is. You don't know when it's going to arrive, but you believe there's a threat." He says, "Your entire mental psyche changes." you start reacting to the threat as opposed to being able to be productive or thoughtful or do work in a productive manner 
So he says, your job, number one as leaders, is to eliminate the threat. The most important thing is we can all make perfect decisions with perfect information. You don't need me. You don't need you. If we have perfect information, you make a perfect decision. The, the, the opportunity and challenge for all of us is to make a perfect, make, make a good decision with incomplete information and have a point of view because you know, true leadership is if you're lost in the, the forest and you have a leader, it says, guys, I have no idea what we're gonna do. You just destroyed the confidence of all the people who thought you were the leader. So you have to have a point of view and you have to act in your gut. You have to take all the information, constantly check yourself and talk to all the people involved. So, you know, what we are doing is we're charting our own path in these times because you have to chart your path. So it doesn't matter what Santa Clara County says where we are. I told our team, work from home to July. And if you need, we'll work till September. I've given them certainty. Because once I give them certainty, it's the same back to the anxiety issues. Like you have to show leadership. You have to show a point of view and you, you have to be willing to adapt. If your point of view is right, fail, fail quickly, get up, come up with a new point of view, collaborate with people and move forward. So that's what we're doing, you know. Trial by error, keep trying it, try and get the right outcome. But I think the worst thing we could do is stall and wait for things to clarify because you'll find out you're left behind and everybody else has used a point of view and gotten somewhere else. And a lot of them will go to the right place and some of us will be waiting. So we're not gonna wait, we're gonna have a point of view. We're gonna keep people happy, keep people rallied, keep people motivated and try and do our best. An upcoming panel on digital transformation in healthcare hosted by Vab Goel, founding partner NTTVC with Abhijit Dube, incoming CEO NTT Limited, and John Halamka, president of Mayo Clinic. Diagnosis and cure in the future, using these AI tools augmenting human decision-making will be faster. Similarly, breast cancer risk prediction and treatment. Radiation oncology, minimal radiation dose that's safe and efficacious. Faster diagnosis of radiology images and behavioral health interventions through automated diagnosis of anxiety and depression. I tell you all that because they're all data-based and they're all AI models built in our AI factory based on de-identified data that is cloud-hosted and privacy-protected. You know, so question I have is, you know, we have tsunami warning system, we have for all the natural calamities warning systems. Why we don't have anything like that for health? Well, of course you asked this fascinating question, which is uh, 10 years ago, uh, I've served in multiple national roles. No one said, oh, there's gonna be a pandemic coming. What we need is societal resilience. <laughs> and it was actually hard, as we've been talking about in this presentation, to do the change management of aligning the urgency to change in a guiding coalition in the technology. But I'll tell you what's now happening is in my work nationally with the major tech players, they are all creating departments of societal resilience that are looking at the data collections, the sensors and the decision support needed to deal with the next pandemic, the next healthcare tragedy. So we've learned and absolutely yeah, but relate to the game. John, that's not my real question actually. The question is Mayo Clinic has tremendous data of patients so is NIH and so is the organization in India and globally, so many people have the data set. That data set is not available. We know the issues of privacy. We know the issues of misuse of the data. And Mayo Clinic, you can take a lead because you are like really on the top. So how do you create a system where data can be shared 
in the right way and the patient's privacy is protected, but we can do innovation. And the reason I'm asking this question is this was the conversation Vab and me had. We want to foster innovation. We want to foster entrepreneurship. Our platform is all about entrepreneurship and innovation. We are looking for ideas from you and Abhijit and Vab. What kind of companies you want to invest? Okay, well, here's what we did. We partnered with a very strong company uh, and that company de-identified the Mayo Clinic data set and help us put it into a secure cloud container. And then in partnerships with big tech, we made sub-containers off that cloud container for entrepreneurs to come and exercise the data. And so, right, the whole idea here is you have to build privacy protection, encryption, public acceptance, ethics into it, but in partnership with multiple other companies, large and small. The key is keeping control of the data. Because as soon as you start sending data sets around the world, you've lost privacy protection. So that's been for us the right answer. Cloud hosted, de-identified data, sub-containers, and an ecosystem of collaboration. You know, at uh, NTTVC, you know, we encourage startups to harness the power of partnership to scale their impact. And you know, and to really figure out, you know, what role a partnership can play in, in digital transformation, but this is a question for first, Abhijit, with you. You know, have you seen the evolution on your clients' willingness to embrace startup technology, you know, versus only working with large, more established player? You know, how, how do you approach advising which path is right for a given client? Because historically, um, I worried that the firms like uh, um, McKinsey may be giving a conservative view uh, to the large corporation and saying, just do a partnership with other large corporations and, and leave no rooms for, for startup technology or startup companies. Uh, so just like to get your view, you know, what, what are you seeing, what you're advising um, yeah. your clients and overall as, as, as McKinsey? Well, first of all, just to set the record straight, we never advise clients on specific uh, vendor choices. We never do that. Um, that apart, um, I think this debate on uh, best of breed versus integrated stacks, you know, startups versus more established, I, I, it's not a new one. I mean, it's, it's been there forever. Um, I, I do think there are certain forces at work that perhaps may change how this happens uh, going forward um, in, in some ways. Um, what's happening is that the larger players, whether it's in, as I described in, you know, the hyperscalers and infrastructure and development platforms or, you know, application players, it, it, you know, like in every other industry, they will emerge stronger out of the pandemic. It happens in every industry. The second thing that's happening is that the talent gap between what these mega vendors have versus what uh, organizations and companies that are the users of those technologies have is, is pretty small, pretty large, and it's widening. And then there are ecosystems being formed around, around these mega vendors. All of this goes to say that the influence of the mega vendors on the architectural choices um, of customers is actually increasing more and more, right? It's less us, by the way. <laughs> it's more the mega vendors themselves, right? And, um, but all that said, I think the pace of technology disruption and innovation continues to accelerate. I mean, it is incredible, the pace, right? I mean, the average age of an S&P company back 40 years ago was 40 years, right? Now it's like nine, 
right? And I, I do think there will always be room for startups. But to your original premise, you know, that startups should be part of ecosystems, I absolutely believe that that's, that is true, right? Because the mega vendors will have mindshare on architectural choices and influence. Up next, a conversation with Dr. Desh Deshpande, who is uh, the man behind Deshpande Center for Technological Innovation, MIT. He's also a prolific supporter of Akshay Patra USA and has supported emerging entrepreneurs in the US and India ecosystems. In our conference, the, 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 the title we gave is The Future is Now, right? So when I say the future is now, what comes to your mind immediately? Well, the future has always been now. <laughs> you know, if, if people keep saying, when is a good time to start a new venture? It's always a good time to start a new venture. And, and, and I think it's just a question of, when are you ready for it? You know? So people who are ready for it should just jump in and start doing things. And, and, and I, think, I think opportunities are everywhere. You know, like every time the world has a problem, it's an opportunity, mm. but there's many problems. But are you perceptive enough to keep your eyes open and to notice those problems? Or are you one of these oblivious people who just walk around not even noticing what's around you? So see the problem, fall in love with something that you want to do, and you have to believe in it. You have to say, because solving any problem, doesn't matter whether it's a big problem or a small problem, it's hard because once you get going, there's nothing but bad news. It, it's a lot harder than what you thought. It takes longer than what you thought. It makes it take, requires more money than what you thought. And so it's nothing but trouble. Because it's nothing but trouble, you better solve a problem that's really worth solving because you have to stay with it for a long period of time. So as long as you believe that a problem that you're trying to solve is worth solving, and if you did solve the problem, the world will be a better place that gives you all the strength that you need to actually keep with it and, and, and build a team and get the resources and do everything you need to do to actually Thank you for listening to the podcast 10X Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host, Vida Patel. I'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from Silicon Valley and across the globe. These podcasts take a lot of time and effort, so please support my efforts. You can click on the link bit.ly forward slash donate vida podcast. Partial proceeds of this donation will go to OSAT or one school at a time. They replace dilapidated school buildings in India, SSCF dealing with pediatric cancer and Akshay Patra feeding 1.8 million midday meals to school children. Life Moves Initiative providing shelter, food and amenities to the homeless. Again, the link is bit.ly forward slash donate Vida podcast. Thank you very much for your support and see you next time.